Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live from my car on the fort. No, I'm kidding. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Hustlers. Yes. Where are you coming from, Roberts? Where are you coming to us from? Yeah, where are you at, though? Bro, I'm coming to you live from Toronto, Canada. Damn. Yeah, Toronto, Canada. You there on vacation or what? No, I'm making a movie for Netflix. On the last episode, we talked about like I was going to go make a movie for Netflix. It's already cats out of the bag, man. You got it like that. Yeah. You made it. Yeah. You talked about, remember early on in the in the show, you talked about making it, the studio, all that stuff. Well, guess what? Hey, congratulations. You yeah. got a studio. But, let, but let's be, uh, I'll be honest uh, about the difference. There is no difference. You know, people are still saying like, oh, you don't have enough money. Oh, wait a minute. We, you know, this is a wait, small. Wait, <laughs> Yeah. People are saying like, oh, no, it's a small movie. You can't do, you know, you can't afford to do that. So, you know, every, every movie feels the same no matter what amount of money you have but um but look i'm in toronto it's snowing here um there was a a, a kind of a snowstorm yesterday and i drove through it like a true californian and i was sliding all over the street and finally hey don't get hurt we need you back here no no i'm good i i I, we slid around but it's it's great the movie's going you know we're in three three weeks of pre-production so far and things are great so i can't complain but I want to talk about Beautiful Darkness because we have officially have a cut that we're pretty happy yeah. with. Not It's not complete, but we're talking about a cut that's about 90%. Yeah. Right? I would say I would say closer to 95. 95%. I really would. 95 to 98. We're about two, I'd say five to two off. Yeah, we're very close to, uh, to locking the picture, but I want to talk about ExtremeMusic.com. You know, I, I've kind of put it to the test, right? We did a temp on the movie. Uh, and we used nothing but ExtremeMusic.com stuff, and it was absolutely surprising to me that with a drama, it's really an art film, you know, that I was able to find all the necessary music, and you guys all used it, and, and, and Rich Alarcom put it together, and I don't know, I, I feel like ExtremeMusic.com, again, proved to be a pretty darn good partner. Yeah, and you know what also proved to be a pretty go- uh, good darn partner? You fool, Ooh. putting that music together. That was some good work right well, there. Thank you. Very I mean, good. Look, I, hey. I, I appreciate that. Music can't help uh, a bad film. Let's put it that way. It can or it can't? It cannot. No, it cannot. It no. can just distract you. Yeah. you. If you have good music on a good piece of picture and the editing's good and the story's decent and you're feeling good about it, you yeah. can make a film a yeah. hundred times better. But if the movie's bad, there's no amount of music going to help you make that movie good. So congratulations to you guys. You guys made a good movie. Hey, thank you. You too. Um, the other thing I want to I say this. Look, I'm on location in Toronto, right? And it feels different because every t- like for, I went to the store today to buy like groceries for my week. Because you miss us. That's what it's no, different. You I miss me and Davey Dave. I miss all my producing <laughs> partners, man. I miss... I miss you Martin miss Cerecita, and Burns and you know Gemma and and Ryan. And all, all my people, you know. But, we'll be um, there soon. Don't worry. Yeah. But uh, I was at the store today, and I went and I, you know, I paid with my credit card a hundred dollars for groceries for the week, and uh, and and then a, a text came in saying like, "Oh, you just spent seventy four dollars." So the difference in money here oh. is a hundred dollars is really seventy four American dollars. Yeah. Nice. So, if yeah, yeah. so if you're a filmmaker, if you're spending a hundred thousand um, dollars, then you're getting another twenty five percent. So really, you're getting a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. You bring your hundred here, you get a hundred twenty five. So go shoot in Toronto then. I mean, I don't know. I so far so good. 
so far so good. So far I've got, uh, it seems like I've got everything I need, but, um, but we're gonna see, we'll see what happens. The other thing that's super interesting about being out here is that the food that I'm buying, it feels like, and I'm, I'm not trying to diss California, I'm honestly, I'm not, but like I even went to Popeye's chicken the other day and the quality of the food was like a hundred times better than I'd ever had at any fried chicken place in LA. And then I went to go get like a sandwich off of like a vendor. Uh, and it was like the best French baguette sandwich I'd ever had. Like it, all of a sudden, like everything, the quality of even a sandwich is, or a burger or a steak is like really surprisingly different. Yeah. There's a significant difference to what they're trying to feed us in California, like in terms of vendors and them saving money to make more money off of us than they do here. It feels like here they're like, yeah, we're going to make 20%, 30% off of you. In LA, they're making 90% off of us, you know? Yeah. It feels different is all I'm saying. I've never shot a movie in Canada, so I could. <laughs> I know, but when you, go to, when you go somewhere other than California where you get gouged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we definitely take it up the ass here yeah like when i go to arizona it's like oh man it's like night and day yeah everything's delicious everything's less expensive everything's well uh put together i don't know i'm enjoying my yeah but time you're in a here. but you're in a nice storm right here it's seven well it's not 70 it's cold today but well cold's like 50 damn damn yeah so we're in california we're not we're, we're not we're paying for we're paying to live here that's what we're paying for yeah exactly um so look so we finished our movie for everyone who's listening, I got a really interesting story. So we finished our movie and you wanna apply for all these festivals. I think that's our number one goal right now. Let's get the film to festivals. Let's have people watch it that that uh, don't know you, don't know anything about the business, that just love to see movies and, and get told stories. Um, so one of the main festivals that you always wanna to go to, it's Sundance, but that passed, just happened. Um, and another a great short festival where you can get nominated for an Academy Award if you happen to win this festival is uh, the Palm Springs International Film Festival. It's been around for, gosh, I don't know, 38 years or something crazy like that. Um, it's a great festival. I had a film there. I sold it to Netflix out of that festival. Um, but so we had missed the deadline by a month. I emailed them. I said who I was. I said that we did this great film with these great actors. I named all the actors. I told them um, how long it was, and I asked for a waiver. I said, will you allow me to apply super late, and would you give me a waiver? Basically, I was saying, hey, would you mind opening it up for me to submit, even though it's a month after your deadline? They wrote back and said, absolutely, happy to provide you a waiver. They sent me a little number. I punched it into the website, and I was able to submit without you know, without paying. So it was uh, it was very cool, very serendipitous because I kind of wanted to go to that festival. I wanted to make that our first festival because um, it's a great one. And then uh, and then we were able to get in. So if you're out there and you have your movie and you don't think um, and you missed the deadline to a festival you like and you have some good actors in it and you actually think the film's got some legs, write up a nice email, send it to info at whatever the festival is. And um and you might get lucky. They might write back and go like, oh, wow, I like those actors. You never know, you know? It's, it's And be nice. Mm -hmm. Like, you're a nice guy. You weren't like, hey. <laughs> I was like, nice. I said, hey. You know, and it's, I, I did say, look, I'm, I'm applying super late. I understand if I can't do if we can't do it, but I just wanted to ask just because the movie's really great. 
Yeah. And uh, now they're going to watch it and they'll tell us if we get accepted or not. But I'm almost certain. I mean, I don't want to jinx it. So let's just say I'm looking forward to hearing what they think about the movie. Yeah. And we sent them the last cut we have. So it's actually not our finished cut, but it's a cut that they're going to watch. Yeah. But, but also, you know. And they know that. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, the final cut of your movie never goes to a festival as an application. So when you apply to a festival, it's normally like not even close to being the final cut. So you actually had to send the cut to them? Yeah. Yeah. How do they decide otherwise? Oh. They, can't, they have to watch it. I don't it. know. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. have to watch it. And, you know, when I, when, I, when I took Strangers with Candy to Sundance, they watched a super duper rough cut. There wasn't even any music on it. It hadn't been mixed yet. Yeah. So they watched it. But they're professional. Yeah. Yeah, but they're professionals. They could tell right away, like if it's gonna work, if they're it's something that that's good for their for their festival, you know. What they got from us is a quite polished piece of work, except for maybe there's some edits that we still have to do. Galvan had some ideas. Some of the people you talked to yeah. have some ideas. Yeah. Um, uh, there's still some music stuff that we have to do to it. You know, potentially, yeah. you know, we're taking out all everything we have in there and just giving it to a composer as an example. Um, but it's yeah, it's interesting. I, I think that there's some flexibility in this business. You know, you got you can't be so afraid of the business that you don't ask for your uh, waivers and for, you know, for uh, an extension of the deadlines, all that stuff. They're looking for great product. If you have great product, they're going to let you in. Yeah. When is uh, that festival actually take place? I think in June. Nice, right? That'd got be it. a nice one for us to go to. We can get like a little Airbnb, have some cervecitas, look nice dinner. The weather yep. would be super nice. Also, something to keep in mind when you're applying for festivals, if you, uh, like for instance, we applied for this festival. I did not put you down as a director that's done a bunch of work. Do you want to know okay. why? Why? Because they love first-time filmmakers. There we go. Everyone loves first-time filmmakers because they like to say, the director to watch or, you know, a brand new film. It, it, at Sundance, they even have a, a prize for the first time filmmaker. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the point mm -hmm. is, is that what I said about you is I, I wrote a little bio about you saying like you've been in the business for 20 years, you've been doing makeup, but you always had a love for Goodfellas and Godfather and the Godfather and, um, and that you've been making experimental films and web series for quite a few years. And now you've laid down the pencil to paper to write a great drama um, that's similar to your heroes, you know, which would be The Godfather yeah. and Goodfellas and stuff. So that's what it says. So you could yeah. say everything you've done. And by the way, you like realistically, you could say everything that you have done has been experimental. I'm not saying that your films aren't real films. I'm just saying that you could say that because you only spent, you know, 25 grand on one of them. You only spent you know, a thousand dollars on the web series, like those things make the projects reasonably experimental, right? Because you don't know if you're going to finish them. <laughs> right. That's where it right, becomes right. a little experimental, right? So you can't go around going like, well, apples to oranges, right? This movie that costs a million dollars against my movie that costs $25,000. It's a much different beast. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and plus, like you said, they like to say that everybody likes to discover, right? Yeah. Like if you feel, see a film, yeah, if you see a film that you feel like an indie film, like you, you immediately tell your friends, like, you got to watch this film, you know, because you feel like you discovered something cool and mm -hmm. you want it to get out there. Um, so I get that. New filmmakers are, are all the rage. Um, 
you know, first what picture time did you use it? Huh? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what picture, picture did you use? use? The one where I'm looking confused, scratching my ear? <laughs> no, that one? <laughs> I, I, wanted to, I wanted to really badly because I thought it would like spark up a conversation. You, think about you how could much, if you want. Think, think about how much they would laugh at that office if that was the submission. Yeah. Well, put it in there. I don't mind. I'm no, cool with that. That's funny, dude. I already submitted it. I, I got the one of you directing. It's, it's a, it was a good picture. Um, no, I also don't want to joke around with them. I mean, we're we're deadly serious about filmmaking. We're not kidding, you know. So I didn't want to right. make, I didn't want to make a joke out of it. Um, but yeah, the the film it, for for me, it's surprising and, and amazing that we were able to get the film done in such short, a short period of time. We raised the money, we shot the film, we have a pretty much a master cut, except for a few addition edit, edits we have to make. And now we're already submitting to festivals. I've got a whole list of other ones I'll run by you guys, but there's uh, there's this great uh, website called filmfreeway.com um, that you can go to. And basically, you punch in all of your information about your movie. You put in your synopsis, the directors, the producers. Um, you put in how long the film is, what you shot it on. Uh, you put in the synopsis. You even upload the film to the site. And yeah. then what happens is then you on their site, you can apply to any festival from the site. So all you got to do is push a button and all that information gets transferred over to the festival. Yeah. Think about how easy yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, before people would be like, how do I get into a festival? Can I get the application? Where do I send the tape? Now you put it all on this website, push one button and boom, you're applied to Palm Springs International Film Festival. Boom. You're applied to Cannes International Film Festival. Texas. You know, um, Sedona, Sedona, whatever you want to go to, you just apply right there on the website and they uh, they take care of it for you. And if you sign up for the website for 12 bucks a month, you can get um, a discount up to 50 percent on the uh, on applying for those. Um, oh, wow. those well, that's pretty good because some of those festivals, the entries are expensive. Yeah, they're 50, all about, 100 bucks. Yeah, they're all no, they're all about a hundred dollars, probably the highest uh, yeah. and down to like 40, maybe the lowest. But, um, but yeah, all of them, you know, they'll invite you, you go out there. The only thing I don't like about film festivals as it refers to shorts is that sometimes your box, because they can't just show your movie, they have to show your movie connected to like five other shorts. So your short may come first, your show may come, short may come in the middle, your short may come last. What I hate about that is that sometimes if... If this one filmmaker has invited his whole family and all their family and all their friends and like a hundred people show up for his movie and he shows first, they all get up and walk out. Yeah. And that's a bummer. But um, I don't know. Maybe we can, we can request where to be put. But but uh, it's exciting because we're, you know, now the film's out there. We're going to keep uh, informing all the people here about what the plan is and what and how we do and when we get accepted how we apply which i just told you um and uh and what we're doing to market it and stuff like that but really roberts so use an example a guy you know he writes 100 people his family friends we don't really i mean we want them to like it that's not our target like our target is finding like a, a distributor or somebody who's looking to invest in that short as a feature, right? That's that's the goal of the festival. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, you're right. I think what you want to do, the reason you're going to a festival is not for people to pat you on the back. I mean, that's, that's always nice. And I think most of us filmmakers are, you know, wanting to get that kind of credit, you know. But the reality is that you're not there... 
you know, you're you're there to win some awards, hopefully, you know, at yeah. these festivals, so that people can be like, hey, wait a minute, did you see Beautiful Darkness? Oh, when did it play? Oh, I played in the shirts program. Oh, when is it showing again? And then maybe someone important sees that movie and tells their distributor friend or tells their investor friend or tells, you know, um, a development Netflix. person at a studio, hey, this drama's cool. You're looking for a drama just like this. You should watch it. And then you start getting emails and calls and, and maybe even... I mean, your film, Beautiful Darkness, is so good that you might even get to, you know, do, a, you know, direct TV. Like, you could direct an episode of L.A. Law. L.A. Law, that's like 1992. Um, <laughs> do they you still know, have that? You know, but CSI, you can direct an episode <laughs> yeah. of CSI easily. You could direct uh, an episode of any drama. You could direct an Ozark, you know, if that was still on. Like, that kind of thing. That's how, that's where this uh, could put you in as a director, you know. Uh, for Davy and I, it's kind of messed up because that's not, you know, no one's going to watch a film and come looking for producers. You know, that's not how it works. Although, I'll, no, that's not although true, I'll tell you this, there was a guy who reached out uh, through IMDb uh, asking for, uh, so they do reach out. So he was asking if he could score the movie. So, yeah, I mean, people do look at shit like that, like, yeah. you know, everything that's in post-production, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, it's not, it's not unheard of. No, but, but, no, no, but no. even... But even for you and Davey Dave, I disagree because filmmakers are always looking for good producers, dude. Without a good producer, you know, as a filmmaker, you don't have anything other than, you know, a story, a script, and, and an idea and what you want. You need people to help you make it. You need producers. You need, you know, boots on the ground. So, yeah. I mean, I to, to make a good film, you, you, you have to have good producers. Yeah, well. Which you guys are. That's a very, uh, it's a forgotten art, you know, like it's, it's, it's hard to put your finger on what a good producer is. If you're a novice uh, filmmaker, which is okay, you know, we all, all started somewhere. If you're not, if you haven't done a lot of work, your imagination is that you get a producer and he sends you to money and you get to go do whatever you want. And that's not exactly how it works, right? The way it works is it's a collaboration. And if you have yes. a great piece of property, and a producer could actually get it to people that may finance it. And then they help you make sure that you have all the tools for yourself to make a great movie that then you guys all partake in the success of. That's sort of the formula um, to a great producer is that the great producer has to be allowed to produce. You know, sometimes young filmmakers don't see that as clearly as they should. You know, a producer does, a, you know, does their job because because they prepare their sets and they prepare their directors and their talent to have like open reign at, at, at a set. Um, but that takes a lot of work and not a lot of people see what that takes, you know? They need to watch the offer then. The offer tells you how valuable a producer is. Without Al Ruddy, Francis Ford Coppola is where? You know, Mario Puzo is where? Well, They're talented. That's why, that's, why, that's why, I always tell people this, that's why these positions win Academy Awards, right? Because yeah, exactly. if a producer or a director or a costume designer or an editor or a cinematographer were not one of the most important pieces of the puzzle to make a great movie, then they wouldn't win an Academy Award for their work, right? So as much otherwise it would just be the director of the year is and then no one else would come out man. that'd be it the award ceremony over the yeah. guy who directed it's the guy well that's not how it works it's a collaboration of a lot of yes. amazing people and exactly. uh, and they all have their points of view right so that's why that's why you know the, the other thing i wanted to broach is 
that's why I wanted to I wanted to make sure that you know you get the best people around you when you work on a film because those are the people you need to listen to because you end up having a team that you trust and that you work with and that you know and then you guys get whatever feedback like if I hear something from the stands and someone says like hey you should do this with your movie and I think it makes sense I might turn to you guys and go like hey why don't we try to do this or I might yeah. just make it my own idea and say like hey how about we do this so it's interesting I mean it's uh, filmmaking is interesting it never ends right we thought it would be over after we did the movie and finished it and wrapped it up and no. sent it to festivals. It's never going to be over. You're going to keep showing people. They're going to keep showing interest in you. You know, it's it's one of those things that it's a very collaborative business. You do need to pick a team that you trust, and then you have to trust that team all the way to the end. And if it crashes and burns, oh well. And if you totally succeed, then fantastic. You know, you gotta you gotta go with your team. Um, yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited for you. I think I think you directed a great movie. I you know I, do you feel like you got all the shots you wanted? No. <laughs> what was one that you can I think of off the top of your head? That the one you that missed? I could, the only one that I really comes to mind is I wish we would have got the shot above Mendoza when he's dying. You know what I mean? And I wish we would have got close on Efron. When he delivers the final, uh, his final few words at the very end. Those are the only two I wish I would have got. But it's fine because I mean I like, you know, the simplicity of that, that wide, in, in on a big screen, yeah. um, you see it. It'll play better. It, yeah, it, it, it plays. You know what I mean. But those would be the only two things. And I'm not really regretful I didn't get them. It was just kind of one of those things like, fuck, I wish I would have had that to work with. But who knows? Maybe I wouldn't even use them because I like the ending already. I like that. And when I set out, I set out to shoot a lot of mid, uh, medium shots because I was modeling it after The Godfather, which is tons of mediums, a handful of close, and that's it. You know what I mean? They didn't get too crazy with stuff. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I think um, as – a filmmaker, one of the things that I, I think about a lot is I always want filmmakers to, or at least directors, I, love, I always want directors to get their close-ups. And, you know, a lot of directors in my, in my past have said, I don't want to get close-ups. I don't, you know, but at the end of the day, you want them so bad. You have to. When you're, when you're yeah, you a, have to have them. When you're in an edit bay and you didn't want them and you got them, you're like, oh, God, thank God I got that close-up. You know, thank God I can yeah. go in really tight and see this guy. Look, the shot of his eye is remarkably effective and and uh you get to know him like in a in, in a split second you know which is yeah. why maybe maybe we could spend more time in there uh before pepe gets scared of him but there is some work to do at the beginning of the movie i think i i pretty much yeah. i think the rest of it's perfect in my opinion um yeah. i think galvan our other producer slash cameraman has some great ideas for some cuts you know yeah but um but yeah, otherwise, look, I, I can only congratulate the film hustlers for stepping up and doing that's uh, right, doing everything you need, you needed to do to make a movie, man. Yeah, congratulations to you too. You too, Davy, Dave, you and three. Yufu. Hey, and we're on Yufus. IMDb now. What? I saw that Legit. with the new poster designed by Davy Save. <laughs> It's a temp. It's a temp. We change it when we need to. No, it's I nice. like it. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. I wanna. Um, I wanna. Invite, I wonder if, if a lot of the film hustler audience would come to this to come to the screenings if we had like uh, one in LA. I, I wanna apply to the LA Film Shorts Festival because that thing uh, has been around for like thirty nine years. 
Is that is that the Holly shorts or is it a different one? No, no, it's it's the one that's been around for years and years and years. Apparently, someone is getting arrested outside my window, but um, <laughs> it's been around for years and years and years. And again, that's one of the festivals that if you. <laughs> uh, that's one of the festivals that if you if you win it you can qualify to get nominated for an academy award wow yeah so there's oh a nice hand, there's a handful of those Very so nice. let's see will film hustlers come out and support i don't know i'd like to. I, I think so awesome have them buy a ticket get all the film hustlers every any film hustler i know shows, i know they would I know any they film would. hustler shows up we buy them a t-shirt how about that it's a lot of t-shirts that's, that's right that's right we got to get our film hustler t-shirts yeah. going here um but yeah look um i guess my big question to you guys is um what's next you know what have you guys been hearing have you have you been personally getting phone calls from filmmakers or people that want to do other projects what, what have you been hearing from from the movie like have you gotten some positive feedback just in terms of just doing the work yeah, actually, yeah. When when uh, you know, it's always what do you what do you what are you up to? Like, what's going on? Oh, we produced a film. Oh, we made a film. Oh, really? Like, I was talking to your homegirl last night, uh, Carissa. Thompson. Carissa Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, because we're talking about you guys. And then um, she uh, she was like, hey, what's up with Tootie? I was like, oh, it's cool. Uh, we just actually made a film. He directed a film, and she was like, well, really? Yes. So people are, you know, yeah. they want to know, and once they find out, they're excited. They want to they want to see what's going on with it. Hey, Carissa Thompson gave me. Um, 500 bucks to make the bocce shorts she the did, kiss she did bring that one up too yeah 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 she did um did she ask for her money back no no she didn't ask for her money back she just made me put her makeup artist as the lead <laughs> that was the whole thing because her, her makeup artist yeah she wanted to be an actress and she did a good job she played the she played the mob boss's daughter she made the bomb princess yeah and that actually is you know, I'm talking to that my buddy Jeff, who's looking to finance it, looking for money for it, that the film hustlers would be involved in. The feature version. I would love for the film hustlers to produce a real, uh, a real, um, a real film. You know, with a long form is what I mean by real. Um, yeah. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. I think I, I didn't. I, I also think that Beautiful Darkness could be a series, like a limited series, but definitely a series. I know Efren Figueroa was like, "Where? Let's go sell the series." <laughs> I thought that yeah. was funny. Yeah, yeah. But um but yeah, look, I think it proves that you can go out and do it. It proves that, you know, if you ask people, sometimes they step up, they believe in you. I would say, look, I want to end the show with saying that being being a filmmaker and and and, and saying it out loud is is easy. What's hard is that no one knows what that means sometimes, you know? So when you say, "Hey, I want to make movies. Hey, I want to you know, be a director, I want to be a producer, I want to be a writer. A lot of people just don't understand what that means. And in some ways, you don't either because you're saying it, but you haven't done it. But say it, practice saying it, and keep doing the things that you think are creative and different and and keep shooting footage and doing stuff. And eventually you do end up becoming a filmmaker and people start believing it. But it's hard. You know, when I, when I first said I wanted to be a producer, a lot of my friends would kind of laugh, you know, like, what does that mean? Like, you're, you want to be a producer, like, you've never done anything in your life. But, um, but you know, that can't, that can't uh, derail you. Stop you. You still have to keep sort of saying it and doing it. And if you feel it in your heart that that's what you want to do, then you can do it. You just have to keep telling people that's what you do. And you got to keep doing the things that a producer or a director or writer would do. And look, look at you now. Look at you now in Toronto on a Netflix movie. Come on. 
You made it, Fu. Hey, congratulations. It's no different than being on Beautiful Darkness. Hey, that was a good movie, too. Yeah, but that's how how it feels. It feels the same. I'm just, I'm in Toronto working on a Netflix film, but it feels exactly like working on Beautiful Darkness. Well, that was a good show. Uh, We're going to be coming, I'm coming to you live from Toronto for the next two months. But hopefully this little experiment works. You know, just so you know, those guys are back in LA on our normal setup, and I'm here off of my phone. There's this, uh, there's this um, app called a, a Do- uh, Dolby. Dolby FM. Yeah, it's called Dolby FM. I put my ear pods into Dolby FM, and uh, and I record the show here, and then you guys send me the files, and I connect my file, and it, hopefully it's gonna sound like we're right there together. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I was glad to talk to you guys. It makes me feel like I'm back at home, which I'm kind of lonely out here. You need, you know what you need is you need a bottle of Casa Mexico next to you right there. You'll feel right at home. Can't have warming it. you up. They can't, they can't let me, they didn't let me bring it in. Um, all right, cool. Well, congrats to the film hustlers. Congrats. Thank you for listening to, um, thank you for listening to film hustlers. And we will catch you next time on the next show. That's right. Thanks guys. Good job, Pooh. Yeah, good job. So, so hold-